0: Alright, kicking off another Joe show, Everyday Ordinary Average Joe. Um, I was going to do a Super Bowl special, and I fizzed out. And then I was going to do a Valentine's Day special, plus it's my wife's birthday, and I fizzed out. So, we're going to do an after Super Bowl and after Valentine's Day special, because that's how this Joe rolls. Uh, Welcome to another edition of the Everyday Ordinary Average Joe show. This one's going to be a little different. i got to give a couple shout-outs. Number one, uh, shout-out to my nephew Sammy and his girl Katie because they got engaged. Congrats, you guys. I know you guys are going to be perfect together. It's going to be a good time. Love, family, happiness, all that good stuff because I come from big fam. I know you know that stuff. But shout-out to Sam and his girl Katie. Um Working on a story that has nothing to do with me or anybody in my Joe show. But um, it's going to be a little different this show because it has to do with one of my co-workers. First off, I got to give a shout out to Brad, man, my boy, a.k.a. Bruce, Brad, Brad and Brandy, my, uh, <laughs> my Joe show followers. Uh, Brad brought a new truck today, and I think his truck costs more than my house, so... Brad, love you, bro. Hope you can live in it, shower in it, sleep in it, watch TV in it, get your stuff out of the, um, get your stuff out of the fridge in it. You know how it is, man. House on wheels, bro. Now, congratulations on your big Silverado. <laughs> that Silverado for people who don't know what a Silverado is. Anyway, I digress. <coughs> Squeeze me. Bacon powder. I have to move on. Um, this show is going to consist of a story. From of my co-workers, Michael. Um, I've talked about him previously. He's a good cat. You know, he's, uh, he's smooth, man. He's a smooth dude. And he has a very, how shall I say, very cool sense of humor. It's, um, it's subtle. You know, he's a subtle sense of humor type of dude. You know, he throws in like these lame one-liners and stuff, but they're funny so Michael was telling me of a past job that he had and um, you know how I like talking about my past jobs I'm gonna get um, to the story some stories of my past jobs I've already told you some stories of my past jobs but I got a ton of them. got a ton of them but Michael's got a great one he told me this story and I don't even know if I could believe this is true but I'm gonna try and relay this to you um, you know he moved out to the West Coast when he was a younger gent And, you know, he actually told me he met Betty White, you know. (laughs) know? I got to believe the guy. Why would you lie about meeting Betty White, you know? He said he was at some sub shop, you know, and getting a sub and stuff. And uh, Betty White came up with her bodyguards and stuff, and she asked if she could sit down and talk with him. You know, she wanted to have a sub with him, I guess. I I didn't even know. I should have asked him what kind of sub she got. I think he was eating a ham and cheese, but I don't know. But he said he met Betty White, and he said she was really cool, man. You know, he sat down, talked with her like a normal person. I mean, Michael was an approachable guy, funny guy, but that's not even the story I'm going to tell you about. So he moved out to the West Coast, and it wasn't in California. It was another state out by that way, but um, he said he was out there as a pharmaceutical rep, and he got laid off, so he lost his job. And he took a job part-time working at a golf course, but he still had some time to kill So, you know, he was searching for jobs. He said it was early 2000. You know, jobs were plentiful back then. Like they are now. They're plentiful now. In case anybody wants to go out and get one and start working, you know. Get off the government dole that they've been handing out. I'm not going to get political. But um, all these uh, free checks and free stuff from the government because of lockdown all that stuff. It's all over with, people. Get your butts. Get off your butts. Go out and get your jobs. Get back to work. Come on. Anyways. You know, he had a part-time job, but he was looking for more. So he um, he landed a job as a um, timeshare salesman. And everybody, I don't know, I'm not going to say everybody, but a lot of people have had experience experiences with timeshares. This is Everyday Ordinary Average Joe. On his honeymoon, I got some coupons to go to this... Um, the show with my wife, and one of the deals was I had to listen to a timeshare sales pitch. And I'll tell you something, man. Them people. Woof. And other than, I, I had to almost gnaw my leg off to get away from this guy, man. I was like, dude, we ain't. My wife said, thank God. Because I was like, yeah, I'll buy three. My wife's like, no, you ain't buying nothing, man. Get out of here. We're done. Thank you for the free coupons. We're out of here. Thank God for my wife. Because she was like, she cut the dude right off. She's like, we're out. So, Michael... Lands a job as a timeshare salesman, and he uh, he says it's about a half hour, forty five minutes from where he lived, and he had to cruise out there, and he said it was like a mansion, you know, that they had rezoned for businesses, and they said he said they cut it up, they divided it up, there were like four people per room, and they were you know they were it was cold calling, they really weren't, they didn't invite people in. This is back in early two thousand for the internet and all that stuff, so they were cold calling, and his boss told him he says, listen, man. If you listen to me and you follow my script, you will land 60 to 70 percent of the uh, people buying timeshares. As soon as he told me that, I'm like, excuse me? Sixty to seventy, but you going to seventy percent timeshares? Man, that sounds too good to be true, bro. I, I'd be like, you know, you'd be lucky to get one or two percent out of the hundred you're calling. I mean, 1% or 2% out of 1,000 you're calling, I guess. You know what I mean? I, t- I just can't see that many people buying timeshares. So he says, <laughs> excuse me. He says, I start I start calling these people, and he says, you, you wouldn't believe it, man. I'm selling 60 to 70% of the timeshares that I'm talking these people about. I said, man, dude, that's nuts. He's like, yeah, I'm making five, $400 or $500 a week working 20 hours a week selling timeshares he says man I couldn't believe it you know so he said I'm working this place about three four weeks now and he said you know there was a um, grocery store or a big big grocery store across the street and they make good sandwiches so he said you know I didn't have to work the golf course I wasn't I wasn't supposed to be into the work till um, you know three o'clock that day so, he says, you know, I'm going to cruise out. and I'm going to stop at the grocery store. He said, they make great sandwiches. It's a beautiful day. He says, you know, I'm going to stop out. I'm going to have a sandwich. And then I'll go into work. So, he says, I go in. I get my sandwich. You know, I come out. He told me he was smoking a cigarette. I couldn't believe this guy smokes, man. He don't look like no smoker to me. I mean, Michael looks like a, maybe a pipe. He smokes a pipe with a silk robe, a smoking robe. You know, I mean, he seems like that type of dude. But, um, he said, I'm smoking a cigarette. You know, I had my sandwich, smoking a cigarette. And he says, you know, it's about 310. And he's like, I don't have to be to work till 320 or 330. And he says, you know, the place is right across the road. He says, it's just you know, two lane Highway, I'm looking at the place right across the road. So he said, you know what? I'm just going to hang out and relax. You know, I don't have to be there at 330. I'll just might as well wait 10, 15 minutes. No sense getting there early. And he says, I'm sitting there. About 320, he says, uh, three black Escalades pull up alongside the building. He's like, hmm, that's interesting. And they said, like, five state troopers pull up with the Escalades. And he's like, what the, what's going on over there? And he said, you know, all of a sudden they come out around, they're going in the back, they go in the front. And he says, (laughs) man, he says, I'm looking. And, you know, they're raiding the place. And all of a sudden, you know, he says, um, they start bringing people out in handcuffs. And he says, they even got the secretary, Sally. She's cuffed and stuffed. And he's like, I can't believe it. And, um, okay. Um, So, sorry. I was interrupted by my wife coming down, not saying anything. She could have said hi to people, but that's okay. She's not very talkative to me. I think she's angry at me about something, but that's the way it always rolls with this gel. You can never do anything right. Always wrong. But sorry let me get back in the story so he says they take his boss out in cuffs they take his friends out in cuffs he's like man what the heck is going on so needless to say he didn't go into work so he goes home and he's like man what the hell's going on you know he says his buddies call him up the next day and they're like hey man you know that place you're working he's like yep yep that was where i was working man well come to find out they were laundering money at his timeshare place. So this kid's not only a timeshare salesman, he's a money launderer, unbeknownst to him. But um, he said, you know, he said the the irony of the whole situation is, he goes, I thought I was doing great, you know, 60 to 70% of my sales calls. But they had it set up that the people were buying the condos or whatever, the timeshares, they were laundering the money, so... I guess, Michael, when it seems too good to be true, it usually is. That is a Joe story. And my pops told me that information and gave me that advice. He always said, Joe, if it seems too good to be true, it is. And he was right. So, you know, I mean, when you have a Joe job and you think everything's going great and it seems like, you know, you're on top of the world, just remember, there may be an underlying issue. And unbeknownst to you, you may be laundering money. But shout out to Michael, man. He got out of his job, you know. (laughs) He said his dad teased him. He said, you're going to go pick up your last paycheck? He said, yeah, I ain't going anywhere near that place. (laughs) Now, that was probably 20 years ago, so I believe the statutes of limitations have run out on that, and hopefully they have for your sake, Michael. But uh, I know this cat. I don't think he would have anything to do with something like that. He just, you know... I got another story about his job, a job that he had out there that you're going to love. And um, I'm actually going to bring him on the show to do it. I'm not going to tell this story because he tells it so much better. And I think he would have told this one way better than me either. But that's that. Um, I am going to hit on a couple topics here. Um, the Super Bowl, you know, I did watch the Super Bowl. and You know, I really didn't care what team won. didn't matter to me. I don't really care. The Super Bowl commercials. I, you know, I really think, i would be honest with you, I think the Super Bowl got over real early this year and I don't think they had as many commercials as they normally do that's probably why. So, if I can tell the NFL or give the NFL any advice, keep it that way. Let's not, let's not lengthen the game six hours, man. It's just too long. I got to go to bed early, I got up early and you know I went to work and I wasn't, I didn't feel that bad. But, um, that's that. Um, so moving forward, I'm trying to read my notes and I can't because um, I got my contacts in and I can see, I'm can farsighted so I can see stuff far away but I really can't see stuff close up. And I'm trying to see about work. I don't even know what that... I can't read what I wrote down. So we're going to move on from that. Um, I really can't believe that he... Uh, he got in that job, he was doing well, and then he realized he was, I don't think he was really wondering money. Somebody else was, but he was just working for him. Didn't realize it. So, moving forward from there, my Joe job today, here's a shock. Coming home, actually going to work and coming home, I was moved over in the passing lane and got behind someone doing 50 miles an hour and a 55-mile-an-hour cell. And they were just, you know, la-dee-da-da-da. And I was like, you know, I, I'm i not going to get angry. I'm not going to, you know, road rage or anything. But I'm going to peek around, see what's up. And there was no one in front of them. So I zipped around them on the right. And I continued moving. And I come up, you know, move past somebody again. I get behind somebody else. La-dee-da-da-da, 50 miles in the passing zone. I look around. Nobody on the right. I zip by them. And, uh, you know, keep going along. And once again, la di da 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 I go around and look to the left. That's my girl Michelle, who I work with. I said, zing, goodbye, <laughs> passed her on the right, and waved as I went by. <laughs> and she looked over, she gave her a head shake, and I got to where She's like, Joe, man, what's up with you, man? i seen you zipping in and out, coming into work. I said, you know what? I said, I don't understand why people think there's two lanes on the highway. If there's one lane on the highway. That would be the right lane. The left lane is for passing. In case you people don't know that, you know my patented sign now. Stay in the right lane, unless you're passing somebody, please, you know? I think this should be, I mean, I know how people say, don't drink and drive, don't do this. You know what, another thing they can say, use your directional, please, you know, put your directional on. Here's a shocker, it's not for you. It's for everyone else around you so they can see what you're doing. I mean, I'm sorry, I left my um, mind-reading cab at home when I left and drove down the road today. So when you stop in the middle of the road, you go from like 30 to nothing, and then throw your blinker on, like you're, oh, well, there I go, <laughs> I've stopped in the middle of the road. I'm gonna tell everyone I'm taking take a right now that i am stopped and going nowhere. But uh, for calming courtesy, I'll put your direction on. Not for you, for everybody else. And I think that's what the problem with society is today. It's all about me. That's not about anybody else. So when you're driving, try to remember that. Get off your phone, not be texting, don't be watching a movie, don't be talking to kids in the backseat. Remember where you're going, pay attention to where you're going, and then put your directional on maybe three, five seconds before you turn. Not slam on the brakes, throw the directional on, and then make the turn. That's a no, you fail. If I was a driver head teacher, I would not only fail you, I would say, pull over, get out the car, get in the trunk, and I'll drive you back to the, t- to the testing area. You ride in the trunk. Maybe you learn your lesson. I don't know. I guess I'd be too, maybe I'd be too drill sergeant, driver, head teacher. <laughs> Might have to do that. But, um oh, oh we got scrapping here. Little Big and Baby G are scrapping. The tails are wagging. I don't know. They're both females. I figured out Little Big and Baby G are females. And Ricky, Bobby, and Tupac are males. Oh, ow. We got a takedown. Little Biggest one for the takedown. Baby G's trying to run, and they're gone. Anyway, <clears throat> enough about the cats. <clears throat> so, I mean, that's what happened. Um, I hope everybody had a good Valentine's Day. I mean, we did. My wife and I, we had a good time. We got together Sunday for my wife's birthday, which was nice. <laughs> It was sort of good because, you know, Monday's a tough day, you know. And uh, Monday was her birthday and Valentine's Day. Her, you know, her dad stopped by. It was nice to see, you know. I didn't see him because I was working, and I stopped over my dad's. But I came back home, and it was nice. You know, her dad came down to see her and her, uh, Margaret and Will, her brother. And uh, we haven't seen those guys in a while, you know. People don't like to travel or go out and this stuff, so... But uh, it's good things that it's good things that things are being lifted, people are going back out, you know, having fun, getting back to the regular Joe job, regular Joe, everyday ordinary average Joe life, you know. We need to do that to get back on track, see what we have to do. Um, oh, Pac is looking at me like he's gotta go out or something, but he's been a bad cat, so I'm not gonna let him out. He's misbehaving. Work's been good. Been very busy. You know, working in the trucking business. People need the trucks fixed. But it just seems like we're cranking, you know. And um, it's good. My man Rich, he's my boss. You know, we've been we've been hanging. We've been doing good. Uh, Michael's doing warranty now. And uh, we got a good crew. Got a good crew at work. No stress. Nice and easy. Lemon squeezy. Easy peasy. But, um... I, you know, I pretty much ran out of work, or ran out of work, <laughs> I slayed myself, I ran out of stuff to talk about, and I'm not going to twist ears, or bend ears, or do not no more, because I had to tell you the story about Michael, I thought that was crazy, man, he went from timeshare salesman to money launderer, I thought, you know, I mean, I was like, come on, what the, really? I mean, I'm sure there's some everyday, ordinary, average Joes who got some crazy stories out there like that, but <laughs> that one I just had to put out there, um, that's not my story. It's another Joe story, and it's pretty neat. And uh, I'd just like to uh, thank all you listeners, man. I appreciate you guys listening, my family, my 14 family members, and my two friends. Um, Keep it up. I am up to, I believe, $3.82. So, I I mean, I figured I was going to make, like... I don't even know what my goal was. I was going to shoot for like four dollars for like by June, so I think I'm going to make that goal, man. I'm going to I'm going to be ahead of ahead of target. I might, I might just break the fifteen dollar. I got to see. Here's the funny thing. I haven't told anyone, but in order for me to cash out, I got to make fifteen bucks. So you know, it seems like that goal is way far away. And you know what? As long as I don't spend the money on candy bars, I'll be doing good. I think. So. I know I'm almost at, what a minute, I'm doing the math, five candy, no, I'm over five candy bars, but I ain't buying no candy bars in that money, because I can't, I got to wait till you have $15, and I cash out, I'm gonna cash out, I'll probably just give it to my wife, <laughs> yeah, i give her anything anyways, all right, peeps, man, thanks for listening, um, I'm going to use my patent to sign off, stay in the right lane unless you're passing somebody, God bless.